Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to the New Heights Show on education. I am your host, Erica Hansen. Welcome to another Thursday. Hey, we made it another week. I hope everyone's doing well. Hope, hope everyone is social distancing and being careful when they go outside. So I have an interesting show for you today. I think it's a topic that isn't really touched on uh, quite a bit in all of this discussion um, about COVID-19 and its effect on really its effect on society and what we're dealing with now. Before I want, before I get into the main topic though, I do want to give you a few reminders. First of all, this show is again on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard, or 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is a live show. If you have any questions for me, please give us a call, one 646 558-8656. That's the United States number through New York. Your long distance charges will apply for that. Again, um, you can call in. We do have a chat option as well. I use Zoom. Like I guess pretty much everybody else now. <laughs> Seems like Zoom is the place to be for meetings. Also, I would like to encourage you to listen to Buffy Williams show. Her show is on her shows is on Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. Central and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So with that said, let's go ahead and get into it. So I thought about this topic and it had been swimming around in my head for quite a while. And I wondered what everyone thought about the state of the unemployed now in the United States. Um, so throughout the pandemic, a lot has been said uh, by the media, by the government, about helping the quote-unquote working class um, and those people um, and those people who have been furloughed or have lost their jobs entirely, um, there has been so much focus on this. Um, 
I began to wonder, well, okay, that's great and it's wonderful. And I certainly hope that anybody who has lost their job, I hope that relief is coming to you soon and quickly. Um, but what about the people that were already in financial stress to begin with? Um, those that were already unemployed for whatever reason or can't work due to a disability. Um, what is their situation and what is being done to help them through this crisis? Um, again, these, these would be people that are already unemployed um, when this crisis started and are now living at the poverty line or below poverty line. Um, this is especially relevant to the disabled community because 26% uh, of adults in the U.S. have some type of disability. Um, and more than half of those adults are below the poverty line as of this point. Um, given these two facts, disabled people um, were going into this pandemic while already burdened by financial distress. Um, <clears throat> a lot of you as well, I'd like to add, may be struggling with student loans as well. Um, that's another factor to consider. So, and what do we do now that a great deal of the population is now out of work, might be looking for work and work because of the closing of so many businesses is at a premium? That's, that's an interesting question. So, here, here are a few other things to consider. Further, if somebody is applying for Social Security Disability Insurance, not to be con confused with um, Supplemental Security in Insurance. Again, those are two very different programs. If you'd like to hear my uh, breakdown of both programs, I um, encourage you to look at my um, SSDI episode and my SSI episode on the website. Um, if the person has applied for SSDI, um, Social Security Disability, um, the entire process from beginning to end can take about three or four years, believe it or not. It depends on if you are awarded at your first application or if you have to um, you know go for an appeal or a hearing it, it's a very 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 long drawn out quite frankly exhausting um, process and it, it's hard on people who are disabled and have had to stop stop working because of their disability and a lot of people go bankrupt while they're waiting on disability, quite honestly. So, I mean, that's a factor. What, what happens to those people? Um, so again, during this process, disabled people are left in limbo uh, while the process is taking place. Um, right now, the Social Security Administration is down on many of their local offices. Many of their local offices are closed um, they have stopped many functions. 
A lot of cases have been solved due to a lack of available physicians to perform needed physical exams. So one of the one of the things that you have to go through when you apply for Social Security Disability is to go through a physical exam conducted by a provider, a, a physician of their choice. Um, a lot of physicians aren't doing these um, anymore because they don't want to risk the, you know, exposure. And so a lot of these exams are being put on the back burner, which again, that can really slow down your case if you're waiting on one of these exams. Um, it's something that Social Security, they schedule for you um, <clears throat> and they pick the doctor. So you are really not part of the process. Um, and you can't bring in your own doctor to provide um, a physical, you could, I mean, and it's a good idea for, for record's sake to do that, but they still do need a impartial person that has never met you to do a physical. And otherwise the claim can't go forward. It just can't. So my understanding is a lot of these physicians that work for Social Security um, are not taking disability patients at this time because largely because of COVID and the extreme need of medical professionals in dealing with COVID-19. Um, so again, this, this delays the process even further. Um, putting more strain on a disabled person who might be struggling um, with finances at this point. So finding work while disabled. Okay, so I've done an episode on this specifically in the past, and you can look it up on, on the website, uh, going into more detail what it takes to... Um, apply for a job and go through that process as a disabled individual. I think coronavirus now adds a few more barriers onto that process for disabled folks. Um, disabled folks are often discriminated against. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's not supposed to be that way. Um, and I don't, it's not supposed to be that way, but it doesn't really stop businesses from doing it, whether they consciously know they're doing it or not. So we already are starting from a baseline um, that is it's a hurdle compared to other people, um, compared to able-bodied people. Let's put it that way. Um, it's it's a it's a hurdle that we have to go and overcome. That it, that's something that able-bodied people don't have to do. Um, COVID has caused <clears throat> more hurdles to be placed um, in front of us while we go through this crisis. Um, for obtaining work, even if you do want to obtain work, any type of work at this point, um, it can be quite difficult. 
Right now I'm going to take a break and then I will talk about some of the difficulties we, we face, um, especially with COVID-19 as far as finding work, obtaining work, you know, that sort of thing. So I'll see you at the end of the break. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals. Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. Last segment before the break, I was talking about um, disability and applying for work. And I was going to talk about now how the coronavirus is affecting basically our chances as far as employment. Um, there is some good and some bad news. Um, the bad news first is that because so many people are being laid off right now um, and don't know if their job will be there post-COVID-19, um, a lot of these workers are, being, are flooding the, the economy right now. Um, a lot of you know, unemployed people are now looking for jobs. Because a lot of businesses have closed, there aren't a lot of jobs out there. Um, this can make it hard for a disabled person to stand out among the crowd. Um, and quite frankly, if your disability is obvious, um, interviewers might take a look at you and say, well, I'd like to hire this person. This person has the best resume, but right now I can't because, you know, it, it would just be too much trouble to design accommodations or, um, you know, handle this person having to take days off because of their illness. You know, like I said in the last segment, it's not, um, it's not something that's, it's something that we're uncomfortable thinking about. Um, businesses are not supposed to be discriminatory, but it happens. So one of the brutal facts is businesses are trying to find to fill a limited amount of slots and it's likely that they may choose an able-bodied person or a disabled-bodied person you know an able-bodied person over a disabled person um even if that even if those two people have the same resume um that's true before, that was true before coronavirus, and I think it's even more true now. Um, again, lack of jobs, you have more people, uh, you know, basically, you know, fighting for these jobs, what jobs are out there. 
Um, and it can be very difficult. Um, you know, it's not something that I have an answer to, but I just want everybody to be aware of that little extra hurdle that, that there, there are a lot of people applying for unemployment and looking for new work right now. So if you're going to, if you're looking for work right now, it might be a little difficult right now, more so than it normally would be. Um, one of the good, the good points of this, um, that I've discovered is that a lot of people are, the businesses are moving toward remote work, um, working through Zoom, you know, ha hiring people online. A lot of customer service jobs have gone online um, to where you can take calls from your home. Um, this is a great thing for disabled folks, uh, folks that have a hard time getting around but need the extra money. Um, this is a wonderful development. Um, there have always been jobs that you can find to remote, you know, work remotely with, but I think that there is going to be an increase um, in that type of work um, because there are a lot of jobs out there that can be done remotely um, that maybe people didn't think they could be but they're finding out that, hey, this might be easier. This might be, um, you know, more, more cost-saving, you know, who knows? So I'm going to go ahead and talk about some things that the government has tried to do in order to help people in general. And then, but first I'm going to take a break. And after that break, we'll go ahead and talk about the stimulus package and where we are right now. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Hello, and welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. Last segment, I was talking about um, finding work as a disabled person in an economy, um, in a workforce that is now largely laid off and is looking for work. And the difficulties that surround a disabled person you know, who is trying to find work at this time. I also pointed out a couple of things um, that were positive, most specifically the rise in remote work, uh, work from home jobs. Um, a lot of companies are now choosing remote work as an option for their employees rather than, of course, having to come into the office and then having problems with social distancing and that sort of thing. Um, I am hopeful that this trend will continue once COVID-19 has been dealt with. Um, it would certainly be helpful for a disabled individual um, who, for whatever reason, 
isn't mobile can't get to an actual workplace. Um, there are a lot of disabled folks out there who can do a job, but they unfortunately um, are unable to get transportation or um, find a way to an actual work building. And I think opening that avenue up, that remote work avenue up, would be a great bonus for us. It would be wonderful. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the stimulus package. Um, those of you in the U.S. might know that recently, and boy, everything goes by so quickly, it might have even been two weeks ago, but recently, um, the Congress decided to sign into law a bill that provided individuals um, $1,200 um, to you know, defray expenses during COVID-19. This is a one-time payment. I've talked about it a little bit before. Um, and my understanding is that even if you're on SSI or SSDI, you get this payment. So the, although another bill is due to be passed and actually as of right this moment, the house is debating it. So we'll see what happens. This new bill that the house is debating right now, it does not include another similar stimu stimulus payout. What this bill is focusing on is funding small businesses, um, healthcare workers, and um, healthcare systems. That's the primary goal for this bill. Um, now, that's certainly laudable, um, and I'm all for you know stimulating the economy getting help that's needed to our healthcare workers who are really, really soldiers on the front line of this thing. Um, but I don't know about you, but $1,200 while nice. And while I'm extremely grateful for it, um, it's not a long-term solution. Um, you know, if you look at overall and what people have to pay in order to live, $1,200 can go pretty quickly. Um, so another stimulus is not included in this package. I don't know if there will be another stimulus relief package. Um, I hope so. Um, it would certainly be nice. It would be nice for those of us who are on a fixed income, like many disabled people are. Um, we'll just have to see what happens. Um, hopefully there will be another proposal for another stimulus payment in the future. Um, so a few other th things to mention while this um, coronavirus crisis is going on. As disabled people, we do have now a few delivery services out there, um, which is nice. 
I mean, I've used them before, and I'm not just talking about restaurant delivery services, although those are out there as well. Um, I'm talking about delivery services for um, groceries, you know, uh, fresh food necessities, that sort of thing, which I think is wonderful. Um, now, ordering stuff online has been pretty commonplace, whether you order it from Amazon or another retailer. Um, that's both good and bad. Um, it's good, but this delivery service is good because if you're disabled and couldn't go out uh, much anyway, um, these delivery services are gaining in popularity so and being used more often often so i'm hoping that they will really thrive post in the post covid-19 era um and it, again it's really helpful for uh those of us who are disabled and can't move around a lot um to have our food brought to us to the door um now Here's here's the catch with a lot of these delivery services. Not a lot of them take EBT, the SNAP cards. Um, this can be a problem for a lot of disabled folks because we're on a fixed income. And we often rely on SNAP cards, you know, the supplemental nutritional, supplemental nutrition assistance program to... Um, you know, pay for our food. And to my understanding right now, the only, the only service that I have seen that even takes EBT on a, uh, takes EBT to begin with is Amazon through their Amazon Fresh or Amazon Pantry line. And even they, are only doing this as a trial, um, a, a trial, you know, experiment. So they are only doing this in certain, in certain states, such as New York and, you know, some of the larger states. Um, so if you happen to live in a state that's not on Amazon's list for this trial, you're kind of out of luck as far as EBT is concerned. Um, and the other services that are delivering now don't seem to offer EBT at all, um, which is really, really unfortunate. And I think it's blocking services to the disabled population who I think would use the delivery services much more and more regularly if they had a service that took the EBT card. Um, I don't know where that's going in the future. Hopefully uh, some of these services will talk to the government and we will be able to have an EBT option um, when we buy our groceries, but that is up in the air at this point. I've not heard anything new on that front. Um, so, a few bright spots to end this um, to end this podcast. Um, 
Social Security disability payments and supplemental security income payments, SSDI, SSI, they are continuing as normal. Um, you shouldn't see an interruption in that. That's fantastic. Um, and many states are initiating, initiating a rent freeze for the duration of the pandemic, um, which means basically you're forgiven for not being able to pay your rent for a certain number of months and your landlord cannot come after you for that. Um, this is due to, again, the COVID-19 issue. Um, yeah, so I would encourage people just, you know, hang in there. Um, this will end, um, you know, at, at this point we are at the mercy of the virus. Viruses don't adhere to our timeline. So who knows, you know, when or if this will be lifted, but I would encourage everybody to stay strong, stay healthy. Um, tune in to me every week. Maybe I help you out, you know, give you a voice to hear in this long wilderness that we're going through of self-isolating. Um, anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you next week. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org for monthly announcements and other happenings. New on Curiosity Street. Louis B. Mayer, Jack Warner, William Fox. Hollywood was the city of dreams, but the beginnings were a nightmare. You will never work in this town again! It's Titans, the rise of Hollywood. And Merapi, one of the world's most active volcanoes. Can we better predict its next deadly eruption? A new expedition hunts for life-saving answers on exploring the volcano. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.